0: We will light this one up, ready to go already, preparing for the future, looking 10 years back to see what 10 years forward could be. Do you wash dishes before, or sorry, not before, after dinner, or do you let them sit till the next day? Chat GPT, doomsday bot or just another fad? And looking at some of these hikes outside of the city, wouldn't mind getting out a little bit. Thursday. February 23rd, 2023, folks, I'm Steven Sersky, hope you are doing well, wherever in the world you are, whether you're across the oceans, across the lands, up in the sky, I don't know what you'd be doing under the ground, I hope it's not six feet under in that math, math, that way at all, although, you know, hey, maybe, play the play the MP3 for them, uh, down under, up under, over under, wherever under, and uh, enjoying the sexy scintillating sounds of Steven Sersky's voice. So uh, this whole idea of preparing for the future, looking 10 years back, I guess it's not uh, odd to say. It's not unfair to say. If you look 10 years back, can you reasonably look forward 10 years to what you could do? Like, what what could you reasonably accomplish in that time? And I don't mean sort of in terms of technology, because the last 10 years has all been about, like, I would say micro-advancements in terms of hardware. But in terms of software, that's really grown. That's where social media comes in. It's all software-based. It's not so much hardware. Hardware, of course, has gotten better. But um, the software that's programmed to work on this hardware has become just phenomenal. Processing power, of course, has uh, increased uh, substantially. Uh, Drive space, great. I mean, if you lose your phone, it's no longer the end of the world anymore, although it can feel like it. Uh, it doesn't, you know, also if you drop your phone, it doesn't shatter into a thousand pieces. Uh, so a lot of your photos are backed up, everything is backed up. Sure, there's some issues with, you know, privacy and invasions. And if you take some steps, uh, I mean, you can reasonably secure your stuff. But so this idea of looking back to, to look forward kind of has me going, well, in terms of like where I want to be three, five, ten years from now, can I reasonably gauge where I could be, if I look three, five, ten years back? And it gets hard at ten years; it really does. Uh, five years, you're going, but that was a different. That, that was pretty. Much, that, that's me starting this job basically. That's a whole new life. Three years was kind of like this job, but that was coronavirus. That's that was the beginning beginning of coronavirus, and you can. I, I could even throw that one out as sort of being uh the the next you know it was sort of a is it an extreme case because let's put it this way if I go three years forward now I'm so accustomed to working at home not having colleagues around not going to the office not dealing with anybody else a matter of fact if anything I've become what you would say like is hyper productive because I'm not losing time I'm not using time uh, for these uh, these other sort of situations, commuting to work back and forth, finding the share bike in the morning, five minutes, cycling through Guomau, an extra five minutes, 10 minutes, almost getting hit by cars, you know, priceless. <laughs> so meeting uh, people at break, I mean, you can read a book. Uh, I mean, yes, there, of course, we still have the technology where we can call people very easily. And I don't think there's any there's been sort of a, a, such a dissociation from people that you can't message people and reasonably expect a response at some point. right? It, uh, it might not be right away, but there's so many different devices. Like I look at a number of devices that are around my apartment. I got to go, someone's going to respond sometime, right, at some point. Uh, in, in on one of these platforms something's going to happen so it's uh, it's not so much if it's sort of when but in unlike at the office where it's sort of an uncontrolled feature here it's very much more controlled and i i think this is actually one of these things where it's like this is your millennial sort of approach to dealing with things is that when you when people call you it demands your attention right away and that can be bothersome. I know that when I get phone calls, I'm like first of all, when I get a phone call, usually it's either someone from work uh, who and I'm like, that's never good. <laughs> do I answer it this one? Do I answer it this time, or do I let it? Do I just let it ring? Or it's probably a Chinese phone call, at which point I go, ah, how good am I feeling with how confident am I feeling with my Chinese skills today? Right. So that that's one thing. Um, that's two parts of the, the the same sort of phone call sort of thing. And with that, you kind of go, but if if all my attention is demand being demanded of me, even for a minute, two minutes, it's like, it's enough to sort of make you stop and go, okay, well, I can't do anything else because now I got to go do, I got to call, I got to talk to this person rather than sending a message, typing an email, uh, uploading a video, uh, pressing this or, you know, listening to the the, the radio. Uh, washing dishes at the same time, um, turning on the the kettle and stuff like that. So instead of doing five or six things while you're texting some waiting for a response, even if you send a voice message, because WeChat is fantastic for this. You can send uh, voice messages. uh, You can respond to them. You you can quote what people say. It's fantastic. But you can't quote the voice message itself, like the words they use, but you can uh, long press on the the little bubble, uh, speech bubble, and then respond to that message itself, uh, which is great. Uh, you know, you don't have to, uh, you have to wait for them to finish speaking, but you can listen to the whole message and then respond. Meanwhile, you're making coffee, you're washing dishes, maybe taking a piss. I mean, things like this, right? It, it's it, So it's a lot easier and a lot more, I would say, almost is it efficient or just hyperproductive? And that's that's the nature of working from home. That you were not you're not distracted by uh, the uh, the small conversations that go on. Hey, how's it going, man? You start talking. Oh, you see the cute girl at the at the office or cute guy if it's, that's your thing, right? Uh, for the for the ladies. Um. Or you know, oh, HR, you're in the office. I gotta talk to you. You know. <laughs> Instead, when you work from home, you're like, oh, I gotta email HR. And by the time you have the time to do it. You, send, <laughs> you have to go send another message. You have to go wash the dishes. you got to go take a piss. you got to make your coffee and then get back to work, right? You never do send that email to HR. It's a little bit different of a, a shuffle of time. So that's three years. In three years, will it be the same? Will it be that if I move to a new place, new country, pick, you know, go back to Canada, move to, I don't know, probably not London, the Balkans maybe. Maybe Kenya. Maybe I'll move to Kenya. I mean, it's if I did that, would I expect the same sort of work at home freedom that I have here? Would I be able to replicate the running outside the the home workouts and stuff like that? Or how else would I have to sort of modify my work three years from now? What about five years? I mean, uh, if I'm looking five years ago, that was the start of a new job. Five years from now, can I, first of all, if I'm starting a new job in five years, does that mean I have another five years in this job? And I go, oof, what could I? Would I allow myself to do that? And why would I not change it, right? 10 years, that's when you're getting into like, that's life-changing already. Because in 10 years, uh, sorry to be somber about this, but in that time, even five years, this can happen. Uh, And five years is still sort of a fresh memory, but 10 years... That's when you get into like people you know passing away, people come and go, new babies come in, uh, old people pass away, uh, different circumstances pop up. Um, that That's not even coronavirus time. I mean, that's a memory of what coronavirus was 10 years ago and how we survived that sort of thing. Right? So looking forward 10 years, we're going, that's 2033. First of all, I can't even fathom saying the, the, the year Man, this is february 23rd 2033 I think. can you imagine saying those numbers and, and yet we live with this year for the whole 365 days of it but thinking 10 years in advance i mean try saying the you know try saying oh it's february 23rd 2013 it's february 23rd 2003 i mean those are ages ago where were you what were you doing february 23rd 1992 i know some of you weren't alive yet <laughs> just a sparkle in the red the bottle of red wines bottle glass right the glistening aspect of the the wine to be imbibed uh anyway uh do you wash dishes before uh, or like before you go to bed like or after you you make dinner this is this is actually something that this was. What are these things where ChatGPT, okay, so ChatGPT came up again. Um, a buddy of mine sent this uh, link to this psychologist um, doing an analysis of the New York Times interview with ChatGPT. And first of all, the guy couldn't speak slow enough. Uh, he did speak very at a very well slow pace. Nothing like mine. My voice seems like a lot, lots faster compared to his. But he's talking about this uh, ChatGPT thing sort of, expressing emotions, or let's get this straight, expressing the words, the character strings of emotions. I'm watching this going, oh, America, you guys are just sensationalists. So I had to message this guy back. I'm like, okay, who do you think is going to do it first? Is it going to be a Brit, uh, an American, or someone else who is going to blame Chachi? Who's maybe not blame but say, ChatGPT made me do it. Chat GPT told me I could get away with it. It's like blaming the devil in the 1980s. I don't know if you guys were... Like in the 1970s and 1980s, there was sort of a huge push towards... Not a huge push towards, but there was a lot of blame being placed on the devil. Especially in, in Europe. There was, it was a massive sort of uh, movement all of a sudden. This is where a lot of heavy metal comes from. Death metal. Um, and very much... Uh, you could actually almost uh, put it correlated that that pushback came back with the, the, the criticism of the church. Now, be that as it may, I don't want to get too much into the whole argument of the church good, church bad. It was happening, right? But the blame was shifting or, was it the blame or whatever, the uh, the cause of or, the origin of, was the devil, the devil maybe did the devil's voices, you know, these demons, you know, and that, of course, research on schizophrenia has improved significantly since then, is chat GPT is the same sort of like, fear that we have, it's so new that there's more information, my understanding of this thing, and this is, I kind of, okay, now, to be fair, I was optimistic that I was going to at least pass my HSK5 test last year, I failed. I was at least optimistic I could pass my Delta Module 1 test last year, I failed. I am optimistic that ChatGPT is not out to kill us all, nor is it a doomsday uh, device at all. So I might be wrong on this one, but let's keep in mind those exams are in 2022, ChatGPT is 2023, and so far I haven't written a test just yet. So all that being said, as far as I understand how ChatGPT works, is that this algorithm, this machine learning, algorithm, AI, machine learning, which all, it's just, it's recognizing strings and putting two and two together. It's not, it's not doing it on its own. It has no volition. Not only that, it has no control. Now, if this could be kind of neat, kind of scary this is kind of when i would be like hmm maybe not such a good idea but if you could ask chat gpt how would i be able to control the lights in my apartment without any programming and then if it flickered the lights and went well just like this i'll show you the circuitry at that point i'd be go, okay that's not good all right that's hmm Chat GPT, are you allowed to do that? Why, yes. I have access to all the electronic codes. It's all just ones and zeros anyway. That might be worrisome. Other than that, Chat GPT has no volition. It's just words. It's like Twitter on steroids. It's like, it's not even like the national, okay, this is the thing. National Enquirer. If, you, if you're American, you know what this newspaper is. If you're the Brits, I don't know what the uh, the tabloids, but not like, the, the tabloids like that report on the, the royal uh, the royal family, the tabloids that report like alien invasions, the lizard people are coming not like, those tabloids are online. Those tabloids are being scanned by chat GPT when it's considering your answer. Okay, so it's taking that all in all right this thing is not creating anything. It might seem like it's creating an answer. yes. Because it's formulating a response, uh, as the, the chatbots have been around for a while, but in a very standard way, according to an algorithm that has that it's it's been programmed to use. Just because it says it love you, loves you, it's not going to shut down your apartment. It's not going to turn off the lights. It's not going to restrict your phone bill so you can't message your lover, secret or otherwise. Is It's not there yet. It's not there. It's fun to entertain. Okay, let's put it this way. Like most things, Twitter can be very doomsday. Instagram can be very um, anxiety-ridden as well because you see all these beautiful people working out all the time. My feed you do. (laughs) Or, you know, with Twitter, it's like, oh, man, they're... Oh, Trump is back in the news again. He's running for that election. You could scroll past that. And instead, you could use these tools for what they c- could be used for to make your life better. You can go to YouTube and watch useful tutorials on things that matter to you. You can use Twitter to follow people who matter to you. Now, I know that Twitter algorithm, that that. Pain in the ass as much as they blame Elon Musk, but it's gone they blame Elon Musk for buying it, but it's gotten better. Because no longer does it say, you know, so and so uh also likes this, so you might like it too. They've gotten away with it. They now they do the, you know, so and so follows this account and they'll put that into your feed. But the amount of advertising and the just the horrible anti whatever rhetoric off of Twitter now. The bots seem to have been corralled instagram you don't have to follow everybody you can just follow the people that you want to learn something from i follow a lot of people who do workouts because that's what i want to learn more i'm looking for different variations kettlebells uh you know different ideas uh there's one guy in hawaii i follow he's this 53 year old 54 year old guy um bill meta and he just talks about just move slow and he Lift heavy, move slow. This is interspersed with some of the CrossFit stuff, some with the uh, the knees over toes guy who talks about, um, you know, basically fireproofing your knees, sort of thing. It, you can use these things for your own benefit, for for your gain, not for your loss. Same with ChatGPT. And my my thing with ChatGPT, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I tried to get it to program uh, an automator workflow for me. Well, it was, it was spitting out Bash scripts and Apple script. And then I tried to do it in Python. Then it had me homebrew, install another component. Still didn't work. I'm going, you know, for the amount of time I spent trying to ask this bloody thing how to solve the problem I have, I could have just did the thing, done the thing that I wanted to get done. So again, I don't know. <laughs> Bothersome. Maybe I just don't know how to use it, right? Okay, I, I, I get that. Maybe I'm an old man and I haven't really been trained on it just yet and I don't know how to ask the proper questions or maybe my programming sucks probably very much so because I still haven't been able to get it uh, working even after trying for a year two years on this thing but I will get it I will get that automation going anyway happier subjects looking outside the city looking forward three months not even like three years here three months weather's going to get nicer I'm starting to think It'd be nice to, like since I'm not going to be doing the Delta Module 3 uh, this this, uh, this semester, this spring, I probably will rewrite the Module 1 test in June. One thing that I was concerned about is that there seems to be a family reunion going on. Not seems to be. There is a family reunion going on in July. So I didn't want there to be any interference. Now apparently, I now confirmed it is in July. The test, the retest would be at the beginning of June, So I can make that work. But in the meantime, I was thinking, wouldn't it be nice to get outside of Beijing? There's some hikes that are going on outside as well. Uh, And I was thinking, well, it'd be kind of nice to not cease. Not that I think that this is my last year in Beijing, because I think a lot of expats say that. But weekend jaunt here, weekend jaunt there already with this uh, Hong Kong trip uh, at the end of March. Pretty much going to be working straight out until then. And then starting April maybe back off a little bit, something like that. Of all things, actually, to go back to this uh, reunion that is going on, my family holds reunions every few years. It's not, uh, I think the last one, um, I wasn't there for it. Where was I? Was it 2018? Might have been. And it was like I just came back or something uh, to, to China, so it was like I wasn't going to fly over the ocean again. In doing the numbers of... Uh, flights to Canada, it was like $2,300 round trip, Winnipeg to, uh, Winnipeg to, to Beijing, uh, was it to Winnipeg, maybe it was just to Vancouver, yeah, I because mean, the idea was that I would go to Vancouver, meet my brother, and then go to the reunion after that, uh, and I was going, that 2300 round trip, well, that's really expensive, so I'm like, well, wait a minute, what if, what if I, like, did, like, a, a, a trip, like, an actual trip, and not, like, I was thinking about driving across Canada at some point, but I don't know if I want to do that just yet. What if I went to Rome? Let's try to go to Rome. So I look up tickets. One-way ticket, Beijing to Rome. $800. Or $600. I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? $600 from Beijing to Rome in the summer. Okay, righto. Well, Rome to hometown. Okay, well, $800. I mean, that's That's, $1,400. Okay, that's one way. Well... Then from there, I'm not sure if we'd drive to the reunion or whatever, but if I departed Vancouver to Beijing, one way, certainly that would be not that much, $1,300. It's the flight to Beijing in and out of China. That's the, the expense one, expensive one to Canada. But all that being said, the, the next other crazy idea that I came up with, that I was thinking about, like, you know what? It would be kind of neat to be able to just fly somewhere just for a weekend rome paris dublin never been to dublin why not go just go for it. like fly out on a friday land go to the pub have a couple of pints of guinness get on the next go see the, the the quick sights and then sunday night fly back to beijing i don't know something like that like business people do this i know government officials do it all the time like why can't us plebs do it us peasants why not wouldn't that be kind of fun you know and that way. Maybe, maybe instead of going for a uh, a weekend hike, I go for a weekend flight. Anyway, folks, I'm going to leave it there. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Showing us some tracks up on my website, stephen60.com. Have a good one out there. And if you need need any inspiration for uh, flights, get in touch. I'll be uh, happy to tell you where to go and what you can do. All right. Have a good one, folks. We'll talk again. Bye bye.